Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie. Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm alright, mate. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. How has your week been? It's been busy. Mm. Uh, we have a lot of things that we're doing here at WrestleTalk, but I also have a lot of other stuff that I'm working on for a bunch of other companies as I am a freelancer. Yes. Uh, so I've suddenly got like 11 different videos to deliver as well as all the WrestleTalk stuff like in the next two weeks. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, it's going to be nice as well because you're in like almost every day next week, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. I'm in Monday to Thursday next week. How exciting. Because we're going to... we've got All a, Christmas. Yes, we've got to do loads of stuff to get ready for the Christmas period. Actually, I need to do some a heck of a lot of writing today <laughs> uh, to get that done. Uh, fantasy Booking Warfare, you and I are going head-to-head. Uh, fantasy Booking Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35, uh, which was voted for by our Patreon Pledge Hammers. That's going to be going up and I've actually got the well, I've had an idea yeah I've actually got the <laughs> schedule in front of me that will be going up on Sunday the 23rd of December uh, which will be a heck of a lot of fun we've also we're not going to do any of our are we doing any of our Christmas episodes next week we're not doing like the, the actual Christmas episode but we're going to do I like think our, we're doing a bunch of like the, the predictions the top tens and, and stuff the top and, 10 yeah, stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah if we've got a lot of stuff that we've got we're coming top up top 10 matches top 10 wrestlers yes all of that good stuff that's the stuff I've got to start writing today actually so loads of awesome stuff coming your way uh, I made a bit of a mistake in my video yesterday my Why? Smackdown review so I made a joke I was thinking to myself while I was on the tube because I write my script while I'm on the tube which mm. usually means I'm underground and I can't get access to the internet so you uh, guess a lot of stuff so I have to I, 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 yeah I guess a lot of stuff there was a lot of times where I was writing in my I was writing in my scripts blah 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 find the name later yeah. and Ollie would read them and be like why have you written that I was like oh I forgot to check <laughs> when I got off the tube so like I would uh, yeah so I was like I was just thinking to myself while I was watching Smackdown god I haven't seen Almas in ages mm. I've not seen Andrade Cien Almas on Smackdown in forever at least it feels like it's been forever and so I thought well Okay, I've literally got two seconds at a, a Wi-Fi stop before I get into the office at a cheap. So I'm going to I'm going to go to Wikipedia because if a wrestler farts, then it's updated on Wikipedia. And I was like, that's likely to be the most up-to-date place that I can quickly get access to in terms of what 
Almas has done this year. Mm. And the last an- entry they had there was that he was the in the kickoff show for uh, SummerSlam. Yes. And I thought to myself, God, is that right? That surely can't be right. And I was like, but... I mean, there's nothing else written here, so I guess that really was the last thing mm. that, that he did. Um, so I made a joke about that in my SmackDown review, and I was quickly notified that that's very, very wrong. And he's actually had a couple of matches on SmackDown since then. He um, competed for the Survivor Series team, apparently. Matches, I have no recollection with. He had a match with Jeff Hardy. No memory of no. that whatsoever. I mean, he's not been seen recently, and do you think that's because... He was on TV like three weeks ago, three apparently. Weeks. He, had oh, ma- okay. he had a match with Ray, and I completely forgot about that. Did he? Yeah, and like and some of people was like, well, you review these shows, how do you not remember? I was like, I just didn't remember well, it whatsoever. Into, into one. But as soon as people mentioned Ray, I was like, oh yeah, no, he did have that Ray Mysterio match. Oh. But the problem is, if you release a video which has got an error into it, no matter how much you say in the comments, and you pin a comment that says like, hey guys, look, I made an error, here's why I made an error, yeah. this, that, and the other. Everyone else in the office missed it as well. I have been inundated with people saying you don't realize you made a mistake oh by the way you made a mistake yeah. just to, just to let you know you made a mistake people like to be right online oh it's, it's i oh, this uh, last night when I, we left the pub last night mm. you know half past 11 i was just going through my twitter feed and it was just like made a mistake made a mistake made a mistake and I just replied to every single one of them going like oh i've been made aware yeah i know S- thanks i know thanks the video's been up for s- nine hours yeah. trust me people have yeah. told me you're not the only pedant in the world <laughs> Like, within five minutes of a video going live, you know yeah. if you've made an error into it because a hundred people will have told you. And I was like, and I started to feel really down about it. I felt really, like, sad when I got home. Uh, and then I was like, I got into bed and I was feeling really down about it. Woke well, up this morning, watched NXT, and I was like, hey, I really enjoyed that. Check Twitter. More people have got in touch to let me know that I got wrong. And I was like, I just felt sad yeah, all man, over again. Almas has been seen, dude. He's yeah. like... Get the times, man. You're so old. I know. I'm so old and senile these yeah, days. Yeah, you need My- to remember all the things that have... You, the thing is, you need to remember everything that's happened on WWE every single week. Because yeah. otherwise, you, you're not good at talking about it. Yeah. That's well, the, because... I don't know. I just, I just—it's so much stuff to talk about all the time. And like, you, also, I think, I think the thing that maybe doesn't get put across is that when you're writing scripts for this stuff that we're doing, like. We're also talking about things that happen, like we're doing top tens of things that have happened over the last 30 years, yeah. 40 years, 50 years, like whatever it is. Your mind's so full of stuff. You're not going to remember unremarkable CN Almas matches with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really difficult to. Like, we're also now thinking, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but we are also now thinking ahead to Christmas and doing top match of the year. I've been rewatching. Uh, various like matches from NXT from yep. um, the main roster from Evolution and stuff to like do this list so like there's all this other stuff floating around in the ether it's really hard to like find that one tiny bit of information and just drag it out when all you want to do is make a really flippant joke yeah because <laughs> that's the problem is that's all it was for it was just to go and joke yeah and joke I thought there would be a really because I just thought to myself like god it's weird but you're right like I've watched it and it's not to make excuses because I really should have fact checked it with yeah. something better than Wikipedia cagematch.net for example I mm. really should have gone to that because that would have been the best place for me to go I just thought to myself I was like god that seems like an awfully long time for him not to be on TV yes, yeah. turns out that it isn't actually that long it's longer than it needed to be 
But uh, it's a, yeah, it was a very much an error on my part. <laughs> my wife came into the office this morning and she was like, my office at home, not the work office. And she was like, you just seem sad. And I, and I explained why. And she was like, don't be an idiot. Like, yeah. Just like, don't be an absolute idiot. Because no, like, you were an idiot yesterday when you said that about Almas. <laughs> so you've yeah. done that already. Don't be an idiot now. <laughs> what I should be doing is I should be relishing in the, the games that we played last night, which we'll talk about in the outro of this show. Uh, but I wanted to send a quick um, shout out to Matt Taylor, who got in touch to say, hello, Luke, Laurie. And Andy, thanks for reading out my son William's joke the other week on your NXT review podcast. I played that show uh, back to him and it made his day. I just want to email back to Luke. As you said, you wanted to know where I lived in Sweden. You guys don't have to read this out as they have a lot of other emails to work through. So we're not going to read out the whole thing because he does go into very, very big detail about where he uh, whereabouts he lives. And uh, we've I've really enjoyed reading the email. It was really, really nice for you to send across so much. Uh, but he does end here by saying like, cheers, Matt. Oh, and by the way, Luke, you are right. Sweden is filled with lots of beautiful people and I stick out like a sore thumb oh don't be so damn the most beautiful absolutely you are the most beautiful man here uh so yeah no thank you very much for that email matt really really did appreciate this um also slight update uh to yesterday's podcast where um uh christopher jenkins leroy jenkins sent us uh, an email assuming uh, that we had not read out his name in the shout-outs when we actually had, and he threatened to send a gift over to the Cultaholic team, which we would then have to try and like fight back, uh. fight to get back. Uh, I then pointed out that, uh, no, you, there are... I did. We did read out your name, and we have read out your previous email. <laughs> so he sent back very, very apologetic email. He was never very serious in the first place, but he just emailed back saying, "Hey, look, just finished listening to the podcast today. Make sure you read the PS in fine print directly below my rant, which I didn't, because it is written uh, in very, very small font, uh, which he did on purpose, so that uh, I might have missed it. But yes, uh, he said, uh, the PS basically says, uh, sorry, guys, been working slow for the last few days. I would practice my heel promo skills. The hammers are safe and sound. And as I mentioned before, I will update you when they're in the post. And I have a tracking number. Uh, Luke, please remit this email to Ollie on air so I can hear the terror in his voice when he thinks the hammers might be in danger. And then the frustration in his voice when he thinks they're going to uh, the cotton-headed ninny muggins at uh, Pachiti. But seriously, please do not forget my awesome Patreon name, Infinite Christ. Chris Jenkins in future, which we didn't. didn't. So he sent us another uh, picture of the hammers um, to say that they will be, uh, they should be arriving, uh, they should be mailed the Thursday, uh, Thursday the 13th should be arriving with us the following Tuesday and or Wednesday. So hammers. Hammers. Very, very excited to get these hammers, although we're still not sure whether we might just keep them in the office, but we're going to have to put them apart the set. They're too cool not to have as part of the set. But we can we can work out something. Maybe we'll drill them into the wall or something, or drill some hooks that they can hang on. Mm. So uh, thank you very much for cluttered. all of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much for your correspondence. We're going to be back in the outro to talk about some games that we played. Uh, but first, here's the NXT review kicking off with the debut of Punishment Martinez. Here is the show. We're going to talk about Punishment Martinez, who made his debut in NXT. He's been doing a lot of live events for them since signing, uh, was it last month, a couple of months ago? It was probably October it was very, Yeah, it was a very fast turnaround. Very, him. very yeah. fast turnaround, because he was in Ring of Honor like the week previous, and yeah. then all of a sudden he's just showing up in NXT live events. Uh, so this is his first appearance on TV, and he's uh, in a match with the King of Bros, Matt Riddle. Um, I'd be very interested to see, because this is kind of like our first... I would say this is almost our first proper Matt Riddle match in NXT. Yes, where he's not just knocking, knocking out Cat- down yes. in yeah. about 10 seconds. Or doing a squash match. Yeah, squashy squash. So this is like his first, you could almost say proper match in NXT. And <clears throat> we've had some feedback from people who watch uh, this, the Ramble, again, hosted on Twitter or on our Discord. They're just like, don't get him. 
I don't get the whole Matt Riddle thing, mm. uh, which we've talked about it at length before. So I'd be interested to see now that people have seen him in a quote unquote proper match, even though it only went like six or seven minutes, mm. what people think of him now. But he's what, great. He is great. He's the best. If you think different, you're wrong. <laughs> Frankly, you're just wrong. You're just wrong. Yeah. This, this is not subjective opinion. This huh? is an no. objective fact. <laughs> this is just, He's very good. Fact. He's just the best. Mm. Um, so, what did you make of Martinez's debut? I thought it was good. I would have liked to have seen this match go longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not think the ending particularly helped anyone. Uh, well, it helped Matt Riddle. I was going to say it helped Riddle, yeah. But, yeah, it, it feels a bit like... Cause you know what, like, Triple H did his obligatory uh, handshake photo afterwards, and he was saying, like, uh, unrelenting, brutal, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, he did relent. He <laughs> relented a lot. He relented quite a few times on Tapped Matt Riddle's. Yes. <laughs> so I, I just feel like this was, one, having him tap out, I don't think is a, is a, it puts Riddle over huge, obviously, but I don't think it's very good for Martinez in the long run to be like, yeah, and your debut match, you tapped out to the bro mission. Yeah. It could have done with going longer if that was going to be the case and have him worn down or some, you know, there's there's something happens that causes him to be injured mm-hmm. in the right places for the submission to work properly. Yeah. Rather than just being like, that's the first time he gets attacked there. And he's like, oh, no, my neck's sore now. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I think you could have just, if you just, maybe we could have just dropped the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. In this in this the match episode. that they had rather the than match just, that, yeah, rather so just overall. We'll get rid of them for, forever. But we dropped the match that they had in this episode. And we let this go half an hour. Mm-hmm. Have a proper good showing from both guys where it's really, really close. Matt Riddle wins out in the end. Probably not with the bro mission. I probably would have been like, let's use a different finisher there. Like an actual just move, one, two, three, because it's much less of a, sort of a giving up. Yeah. And then everyone comes out of it looking pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And Martinez has this this great debut. It wasn't a bad debut. I think he, he looked really good. He, he had some good. He had some great stuff. He's got an amazing look. He's almost like um, I saw someone saying he's like an under like a proto Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, uh, I like that idea. Yeah, he. Uh, I thought this was a really good presentation of <clears throat> Martinez. He got to do some really wicked stuff, like that cyclone kick that he did, and like mm. he did this really wicked clothesline to like sort of like take down to take down Matt. And I thought there was some really good stuff in there. We're like dumping uh, Matt Riddle around mm. the ring, but there, this almost felt to me like the. And I'm going to use the words debut here that Donovan Dijak had on NXT TV, where he came in as Donovan Dijak and had some matches where he just lost, maybe competitively. And now they took him off TV for a little while and they've repackaged him so he can re-debut as Dijakovic, which we got a promo for on this show. He's got an Ovich now. Yes. So whether this was like the official NXT debut Mm. of Punishment Martinez or it's going to be one of those sort of debuts yeah. where later down the line he's just going to come back with a brand new name Punishment Martinezovic <laughs> well there you go yeah, I mean yeah. this is... he can team with Otis Dozovic <laughs> Dijakovic <laughs> and then Martinezovic yes absolutely I love it um, I did like Percy Watson on commentary pointing out that uh, Punishment Martinez's father once beat Chuck Norris mm. in like an, in a sparring match so hey man that's putting Putting him over a bit big there. And like you said, like he used to fight off loads of dudes at the same time. A lot of talk about his dad mm. rather than the man himself. is why he's called Punishment and this and the other. I <laughs> Like you, I thought this was a shame that it went so short. Uh, I, it only went like six, seven minutes. I mm. certainly could have done with it going longer, even if it only went 15 minutes, um, just to get something out of it. But if it is just a, here he is, we're putting him out on TV, but down the line we're going to rebrand him and yeah. give him a new name and a new look. 
I mean, I certainly hope they give him new entrance music because he sounded like there was didgeridoos in the background. Like I mean, this was oh, like, <laughs> my first note is like his music is a series of fart noises that don't build to anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're waiting for it to like get to the next level. It's just like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the four second sting. It's like the <laughs> what we were you, you said it was horses at Shayna Baszler's thing. It's yeah. it's not. Whatever that whatever that car crash is at the beginning of Shayna Baszler's <laughs> music. And then it's not horses. It cannot be horses. <laughs> like whatever that noise is at the beginning of Baszler's and then the actual music that's good plays. I was sitting there being like when when's that coming? When does the yeah. rock bit come in? Like <laughs> yeah. anything but they seems to be like I feel like the NXT com- composition team is having a very like lo-fi beats. Like yeah. they're basically making concentration music, but as people's entrance music. So yeah. Keith Lee's got it. Riddle has it. Oh, like, I w- I'll go to bat for Riddle's music. His, his his is o- yeah, but his is okay because he sells it and it, yeah. it, it works with the bro charm. But it was it also fits in that same sort of like original Samoa Joe music vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think Martinez also has the same sort of like. It just feels like we're just. Chilling. Yeah. Well, we'll get onto this in the new excited, year. Yeah. New year, new 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 theme. We'll get started in 2019. That that's <laughs> for future CFO yeah, money yeah. to to sort out. So I thought it was a, a solid debut, but really all this was here to do was just to further the Matt Riddle Cassius Ono feud mm-hmm. because as Riddle wins and he's being all bro about it because he's the best. He's walking up the uh, the ramp, turns around, looks at Ono right in the face, and then Ono delivers the uh, the rolling elbow to him uh, and sort of knocks him off the stage. <clears throat> Good reaction from the crowd for for Cassius in that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I've sort of set my my peaks on what I think for for Punishment Martinez and what could be next for him. Mm. I could almost see them in 2019 giving him a brand new name. But uh, what are you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I I kind of agree actually. I think this could be just a uh, let's get a bit of a pop. Let's get on, on, to, on this, yes, on, this yeah, on this slow. What is probably going to be a fairly slow period into Christmas for NXT before we build, start building to war games properly. Like Phoenix, you mean? Sorry, Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I've said takeover so many times today because of the news as well. I was like, oh, takeover. Yeah, sorry, takeover Phoenix. Like yeah. well, as we're building to that. Yeah, let's let's just have something that's going to make people go. Whoa. Like set yeah. up and notice that we're now probably getting back into the groove of actual NXT again, and rather you know, than two weeks of just filler. And you know what? That worked as well because mm. I was a super excited that Matt Riddle was coming out for a match, but b when Punishment Martinez came out with his farty music, I was like, oh, Punishment Martinez, yeah. hello. I thought to myself, well, there's our headline. Yeah. That's uh, that's the name Excellent. of this video sorted out. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've got a lovely little video package following that Matt Riddle, Punishment Martinez match for uh, Rick O'Shea. Um, it was really cool. It was basically saying like, Look how cool he is. Look at all his flippy doos. Yeah, he's great. And then and then announcing the fact that he will defend the North American title next week. Yes, in an open an challenge. Announced opponent. Yes, he's doing the uh, the North American Open Challenge. This, by the way, sounds like a tremendous use of Ricochet. Just like let's just put him out on TV every couple of weeks with an open challenge. You can have an excellent match. You can do flippies. Thumbs, and people can come out. Yeah. Thumbs up for that, mate. Can always do with a little bit of that on my TV every couple of weeks. So if you read the spoilers, you know who it is that that answers it. We're not going to spoil it here because we're not a spoiler show. Um, sorry, that uh, Tetsuya and Iper is coming back to, yeah, uh, to haunt me. Um, it's those hops in a big way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're not going to spoil it here, but I am very excited for that match because mm. uh, I'm a big fan of the lads. And it is a lad. Uh, we'll spoil that. That, that, that answers <laughs> we'll the We'll spoil challenge. the gender. We should have done a gender reveal, <laughs> had a little blue balloon come up from behind the desk. <laughs> uh, but up next, I mean, it, it's not... But it might have been my favourite thing on the whole show. This, <laughs> this is brilliant. Tucky, this was Tucky. So Tell him, Tucky. Before we started recording, we spent a good five minutes just like walking around the walking around the studio, sitting on the lights, just going, Tucky, come on, Tucky, come on, Tucky. It was a video package Tell for heavy machinery. And what this promo was was shots of the heavy machinery lifting weights. Including one, well, and eating stuff, <laughs> including one shot of Otis Dozovich staring maniacally at a plate of steak. There's like this ginormous, like, Flintstone style steak on there. He's going. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like human Scooby Doo, isn't he? He's like, he's just. <laughs> but, like, this video package was like clips of them lifting weights, clips of them eating steaks, and then. <laughs> Tuck and I cutting a standard promo about yeah. hey you know this time last year we just not we weren't ready to capture the NXT Tag Team Championships we we could not defeat the the AOP the Authors of Pain but gosh Hardy we are we are ready now and we're gonna do it which has been emphasized with Otis Dozovich going oh Tucky yeah, oh Tucky yeah, yeah. tell him Tucky it was like <laughs> I feel really like Tucker Knight is really put upon in this this tag team because he's like had to do this ridiculous promo where they're doing all these weights and eating these steaks and Dozovich is just running away with it going <laughs> lift it Tucky come on Tucky lift it steaks and weights Tucky and then but then he's just cutting this very oh polite promo while this <laughs> 
this maniacal gremlin sitting next to him is just going, attack it! Oh my god. If Otis Dozovich is not WWE <laughs> champion at some point in his career, no. this company has no clue. I hope he then calls the belt Tucky. Belting. <laughs> oh, Belty! Ah, oh, Belty! Come on, Belty! This was brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was I, really fun. It really brought a massive <laughs> smile to my face. <laughs> also, all my notes are is just that like this is great. Otis is the best. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, when he says, <laughs> "We're a tag team, one heart, two souls." <laughs> Tucky. Tucky. Oh, Tucky. Uh, William Regal announced this could be a fatal four-way for the number one contendership to the NXT Women's Championship, and Bianca Belair is the first entrant into that. Um, we saw clips of. Blair beat uh, Belair, not Blair, not Tony Blair. They're defeating, I've written Diona Perrazzo question mark? Because they didn't say yeah. who it was. I got distracted by the fact that uh, Bianca Belair had new gear. And I was just like, <laughs> she's not wearing trousers. <laughs> and then I spent a lot of time just being like, this is weird. It's yeah. filmed from very far away. I can't tell what's going on. I unfortunately did not notice that because I was rewinded trying to work out who was she beat at a live event. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't say. So mm. I was like, I think it's Diona Perrazzo. I don't know though. So I, oh, apologies, we're not... Uh, up to date on we haven't got I can tell you what she was wearing yeah there you go but yeah she's going to be in this uh, Fatal 4 where we're going to find out who the other three entrants are along the line Mm. very cool up next and good lord did I get excited at this Raul Mendoza and Humberto Carrillo versus the the Forgotten Sons but hey doesn't matter yeah I was like Mendoza Mendoza and Carrillo yes I bloody love this tag team. Yeah, These great. guys are great. And my, I'm, I'll be honest, this does feel like a stretch to say, and I appreciate this is a massive, massive stretch to say, but if if pushed right, if booked right, these two lads could be NXT's version of the Lucha Brothers. Yes. Of just having wicked, flip-de-doo matches full of really, really fun offense with cool characters. Mm. Like, as I said, it's a stretch because they are, I mean, the the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon and Phoenix, are like leagues above most tag teams in the Mm. whole world. But, man alive, I'm a big, big fan. Korea in particular, I think he's awesome. Yeah. He's He's so good. And this was a really, really fun tag team match when they were on offense. Because yes. then it was just... So they basically... The story of this match was they did flips. They had f- they were fun. The Forgotten Sons ground them down and they won. Yeah, there wasn't even much grinding down. I was like, I really got... To, at the end of this match, I was like, I really felt like the other guy should have won this. Like, yeah. I don't feel like Mendoza and Cody, I even like hurt <laughs> at this point so I don't know unless flipping hurts so maybe well, it's all the energy that he yeah, takes out of you wasted everything oh. well yeah it's to your uh, note you said last week where like you were only making notes about the people that lost yeah that's just pretty keep, much what happened here doing it. I was just like oh and that's amazing <laughs> that's that was amazing. amazing the bit where they did the poetry in mo- they did a springboard Rana and then you did the poetry in motion got caught and got yeah. dumped on top of it that was the best thing that Forgotten Sons did yeah, it was, uh, Wesley Blake was in the corner and the, um, the the not Lucha Brothers went to do the poetry in motion and Blake just caught one of them and just effed him into the yeah. other lad it was pretty cool actually it was a really good spot for them uh, but they hit a scorpion death drop combo for the win yeah they had a few I mean, the Forgotten Sons had a few cool moments in this. Yeah, there was a good uh, one of them did the backbreaker that bounced them off the ropes and then onto the back. That was yeah. pretty cool. Like there was, it was good, but I just think comparatively to what the other guys were doing, everything yeah. the Forgotten Sons were doing just looked a bit naff. And like, I don't understand why Riker's not getting involved in the matches. I don't understand why he's coming out and just standing there. He's got to stand there and just like just not blink. Yeah, I know, but like at least do it in a way that's off-putting. Like he's just doing it like politely away from the match. Like it's fine if you're not blinking and no one's looking, but like he yeah. should be 
doing helping something. his team actually get the win. I just feel like it's a bit like I don't really get the the vibe from the Forgotten Sons of what are they? Yeah, I don't really get them either. And like I think that we're not alone in that because mm. aside from that one kid who had a sign for the Forgotten Sons with yeah. all of their names on it, I don't think they're over at all. No, I, but I think he crowd. was given that to remind people what their names are. Yeah. They were like, here's this and this is actually yeah. just this. It's more like a Wikipedia entry. It's Forgotten Sons and then here's the breakdown of who's in it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, this act isn't working for me at the moment. Mm. Um... Maybe it's because it just sort of feels like bootleg sanity. Because, like, the way that they're dressed and... Yes, like, it's obviously yeah. the presentation is vastly different, but it does feel a bit... Yeah. I think it doesn't help also now that Blake and Cutler have merged. They look yeah. the exact same Oh, now. they do, yeah, yeah absolutely. I was like, which one... Like, if, if it didn't say Cutler on his legs, I'd be like, I don't know which one you are anymore. There's like, not a face mask on either yeah. to help us differentiate yeah. them. So, uh, my... Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't... It was a match. Um, I was just happy to see Mendoza and I mean, Carrillo. It, it was a good match. Yeah, a good match. Bad finish. Good match. Uh, I just don't get what they're going to do with any of these people. Yeah. They're just There was nothing coming out of this where you were like, this was just a showcase for some people to do some stuff, but I don't feel like anyone's going to get any momentum or go anywhere from here. Yeah, we've said it before, but like NXT has a stacked tag team roster. Mm. Good, crikey. And actually, there's an interview um, with the Undisputed Era do where they sort of like list off a few of the names, and mm. you're like, good lord, this is a stacked yeah. roster of tag teams that you could really do something with. I think come... Uh, probably <clears throat> after the probably after the Royal Rumble, it'll be after WrestleMania. There's going to be probably a big call up of tag teams mm. to not be used on the main roster. Yes, exactly. Just to probably just try and free up some space in, in <laughs> NXT, I guess. Uh, but before we get to that undisputed era promo, Kathy Kelly was backstage with the Velveteen Dream, uh, <laughs> trying to interview him, but like Dream just seemed all upset. And it wasn't because he didn't defeat Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Tag Team Championship. No, no. no. Click of the finger. That was a terrible click. Click of the finger. Purple lights appear backstage. Yay. And his music starts playing. Now, he feels a bit more at home. Mm. Now it's an experience. Now it seems like it's a boudoir. He's <laughs> into it. Yeah, and she's kind of asking what's next for she, being Kathy Kelly, pronouns pal. Uh, asking what's next for the Velveteen Dream. And he says that everyone, including Triple H, is talking about the Velveteen Dream. So in his eyes, his loss to Champa did what it needed to do. It got him, mm. got people talking about him. Call me up, Vince, all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, there was a really, and then it was a weird line. It's like, what's next for Dream? Leaving you. And he sort of walked away. Mm. But he said it so softly and so quietly that I didn't hear what he said. And I had to rewind it four times to mm. pick up. I thought he said, spleening you. I thought he said, cleaning you. And eventually, I went to another report that said, said leaving. I was like, okay, right, cool, leaving you. Now I got it. Yeah. Eventually, I got there. Suggesting, bye-bye, dream. Mm. I don't think he's ready. No. I think he should, I think he should be staying. And <laughs> some of the other people he's been having matches with should go up. But yes. But much know, of a muchness. Much of a muchness, exactly. I mean, they're, what they're going to do when they go up to the main roster anyway, it's not like, oh, yeah. they've got big plans for them. No, exactly. He's going he's gonna to turn up and just be fun, isn't he? He's yeah. going to come out and have like fun sort of op show opening, New Day style. Well, like old New Day before they broke out into being like incredibly like amazing in-ring workers. Because that, that obviously yeah. their, their stream of matches this year have all been really, really good and towards the latter half of last year. But like, before when they were just mostly for fun. Yeah. I think that's what Dream's going to be for a while. Well, you see, you know, I perhaps I've just got a lack of confidence in this company, but you say New Day, I say No Way Jose. Mm. I say that you are on TV for a couple of weeks and then before you know it, you are being used to get over Mojo Rawley. Mm, well. Well. 
Anyway, uh, the Undisputed we'll Era... get over Mojo Rawley. <laughs> Undisputed Era cutting a promo backstage. Uh, Cole, this time, because of what happened to the War Raid or happened with <clears throat> the War Raiders before War Games, just like, man, the door locked. Just want to make sure the door is locked. <laughs> nice little touch. I really appreciate that. And essentially, everyone then just sort of cut their own little individual promo. Bobby Fish is facing EC3 next week mm-hmm. on NXT TV, so he was kind of talking about that. Like that he said, he goes, I'm, I'm not just a guy. I'm the guy that people warned you about. Like that, lovely stuff. I really like new Bobby Fish. Yeah, uh, I like to. I also like the fact that yeah. It, to go back to the tag team point as well, the undisputed era here made the point that who are we going to face? Like the War Raiders are they're out of action now. The like, Boar Raiders, yeah, the Boar Raiders. But you nice. know, Hanson is, as we find out later, mega injured. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like they're out of the picture. Who who else could possibly face the undisputed era here? And they go, yeah. they, you know, they say like not the Forgotten Sons mm-hmm. joke. Yep. Street Profits, no. no. Like, yep. They list off most of the tag teams, so, I mean, probably <laughs> yeah. heavy machinery, but... Well, yeah, because like, it's uh, Kyle O'Reilly says, like, who are we going to face next? Those construction workers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the heavy machinery? I did also... <laughs> so, like, I think it was uh, Roderick Strong. Amazing, like, rubbish bully line. It was just like, who are we going to face the mighty? More like the weaky. They all go like, yeah, good one. <laughs> So yeah, most likely it'll be heavy machinery. Ducky, ducky. Um, and, ducky, ducky, do that. and Adam Cole says this is their error. And as uh, Laurie said, we found out that Hanson of the uh, the War Raiders is recovering from broken ribs. Broken ribs, a ruptured spleen, <laughs> and torn ligaments. Multiple yes. torn ligaments. So what we, what we have learned from NXT, though, uh, if uh, 2018 has taught us anything, is that sometimes injuries in NXT do get reported as real injuries, but in fact, they're actually... Not surreal, and they're just a way to keep people off TV. Lars was that one where it's like, oh, he got a fractured uh, bone in his jaw or whatever it was. Turns out that was a load of BS, and it was just a way to keep him off TV for a little mm. while um, uh, because they didn't want to just keep putting him in championship matches. So, because he's massive. So we'll find out whether or not this is a uh, real injuries mm. with to a poor old Hanson and Bob. And then we got probably the best match of the whole night. This was terrific, actually. So it was Dakota Kai looking to get some revenge on the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. In a non-title match. In a non-title match. This was... I loved this. It was great. It was was really good. Really, really, really liked this. Um, Slightly distracted at first, though, because Marina Shafir was wearing the same trainers that I got married in. Ah. Same colors and everything. I was just like, huh. I mean, great converse. They're not exactly, like, unique. But I was like, oh, those are the same trainers I got married in. <laughs> um, what if they were the exact same ones? She, well, I know they're not because I've, I've worn them since. And yeah. they, I've, I've managed to knacker them out a little bit. I've got another, I've got another pair. I've got my brother's pair from my groomsman. Um, so I'm going to have a nice pair of them. But I, I save for special occasions. Yeah, you could have put them in, like, a box or something and kept them, you know. Well, that's exactly what I should have, have done. You could have entombed them or enshrined them. That is exactly, Laurie, what I should have done. Instead, I needed a pair of converse because my... My other yeah. ones had split. I've been walking bare feet for ages. So I was like, oh, right, brilliant. Yeah. Now I've got a pair of Converse again. This is grand. But uh, yeah, they're now like completely knackered. Um, anyway, so <laughs> back on the match, more importantly. Um, like it, I, I just really, really like this match. It was Baszler like working down Kai. Like Kai sort of comes hot out mm-hmm. the gate, but she but Baszler, like catches on the outside, like trying to do a kick off the apron, and she just launches her into the ring post. A really like creative and inventive way of using the ring post. Uh, I thought it looked really, really cool. Mm. And then she starts doing like the arm breaker spot and things like that. Kai sort of gets sort of moments of hope, but really this was all like Baszler beating down uh, Dakota, Dakota Kai, Dakota yeah. Kai just waiting for that comeback. 
And holy heckins. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of Dakota Kai. Mm. I bloody love Dakota Kai. I love her even more since I discovered she's also a massive fan of Slayer. So <laughs> instantly she's my numero uno in NXT now. But like when she's firing up, because like Baszler's sort of like sort of pushing it down and she's like the camera shot this brilliantly where she's like getting really sort of fired up and Baszler's like, oh my God, what are you doing? And then she sort of ducks down and she does this scorpion kick That's right into Shane. So cool. So good. But not only was it really cool from Kai, because I've watched it back since, Baszler's selling of it is amazing. She's She is something else, Shayna Baszler. She mm. is absolutely incredible. She sells this kick. I'm legit in one motion she falls down while at the same time going like what just happened like it's just, it's, it's incredible she really is on another level um, and then it's just it's kicks to the face kicks to the face captain of team kick doing lots of kicks and oh man I loved it I loved watching Kai run wild yeah it was awesome there, and there, was, there was a couple of bits at the beginning where she did the same thing I loved the um, I liked the whole the beat down angle was great with the moments of hope because it was always like Baszler's just one step ahead of you. Yeah. There was a there was a point where uh, she went to do the arm stomp that she does. Yeah. And Kai moves her arm and then rolls up Baszler. But then in the roll up, Baszler transitions that into an arm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh okay. It's just, yeah. She saw it coming. She's unbeatable. She is unbeatable. She's the best. And um, yeah, she goes up top. And there's this really nice, well, I say it's a nice one. It made me laugh anyway. But they sort of go up top and uh, Baszler jumps up and kicks her in the head. And then someone shouts from the crowd, Finish her! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really made um, me laugh. That moment was cool, though, because she was going for the... She she had her in an arm lock, a wrist yeah. lock, didn't she? And then Kai went up to try and to alleviate the, the pressure, pressure which, nice. is what the comment, which is um, great in-ring storytelling. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she goes for the big gut wrench off the top, gets knocked down, jumps up with a kick to the head, yep. all the way up to the top, and then the same, and the gut wrench happens. Big oh, gut wrench on the top. So many good little moments in this match. It's well worth watching. Absolutely, yeah. And then she locks in the uh, the Kurafuna clutch and gets the win. Really good showing for uh, Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've written here, lovely match. Mm-hmm. That was just lovely stuff. Um, and I can, I can tell you, well, this is my theory on things. Um, I think Marina Shafir has been watching tapes of Kyle O'Reilly because... And Bobby Fish, because although she is married to Roderick Strong, she mm. was emulating those two on the outside with mm-hmm. all the, like the way she reacts to Shayna Baszler, the way she's like like acting on the outside. She is channeling Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. She's channeling pure fish. <laughs> she is pure fish. And someone actually sent uh, shared a video that was like like Kyle O'Reilly is a national treasure, mm. and it's like all of Kyle O'Reilly's best moments throughout mm. this year uh, and last year. And one of the ones I completely forgot about, which is when. Um, Adam Cole it was before Roderick Strong had joined Unspeed mm-hmm. Era and the three, they're all in the parking lot and it's Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong and Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish walk up and Adam Cole was just like oh you know you'll never get another title shot against us and then Pete Dunne says like oh well like the time that I beat you and Kyle O'Reilly takes off his glasses and just mounts how dare you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that is that is an amazing moment I've seen that gif so many times it's so good <laughs> how dare you <laughs> Uh, so I thought it was a really good match, and then afterwards the uh, the, the horsewomen they keep being referred to as the horsewomen, three mm. or four horsewomen they keep saying, um, start doing a beat down on um, Kai, which didn't look all that great in all fairness. It's like they it's, they were a bit like, I mean, we know we've got to do a beat down, but I don't know how to start one. I thought well, I thought it was more like I sort of read it. Well, the way I watched it and what it seemed like to me was they were doing 
a sort of like she's so pathetic that we're just playing with her. Oh, it wasn't okay, even like, yeah, yeah. They, it wasn't a vicious beatdown. It was literally just like they were just sort of kicking her between them. They were mm-hmm. like pushing her in each other's direction. That's nice. And then I thought after that, it then looked when they actually started going for it, it looked a bit sloppy. Yes. And that was the point where I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't. But I like the idea that it was a bit more just like playing with your food and being like we're just sort of t- like they were just yeah. sort of tipping her over and then kicking her around. It's like cats, like yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, out comes Ayup Shirai, uh, and they like she essentially clears house and she sets up Baszler to do um, Dakota Kai's sort of like running penalty kick thing that she does to the face. But Baszler gets pulled to safety, mm-hmm. and the uh, the heels run away. And I mean, it's probably a good job that Baszler got moved out of the way because Kai was not slowing down. She was going, she was going fast. She was going fast. <laughs> she was not pulling that kick. Yeah. Absolutely not. She really kicked her head yeah. off. You're going through the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Either through for your friends pulling you out or yeah. through me forcing you out. Is that, is that or kick? the end of Alien Resurrection. <laughs> like that kick essentially <laughs> says, like, I'm, just, I'm not going to kick you to the main roster, just your head. I'm just <laughs> kicking your head <laughs> clean yeah. off your shoulders up to the main roster. Uh, we then got a video package for uh, Dijokovic. Dijokovic or Dijokovic? Doesn't matter. Let's go with it's the first one. Name. It's not his real name. Uh, and then it was announced that EC3 will take on Bobby Fish next week. And then we got our main event segment. He was the chairman of NXT. Oh, yeah, that well. is nice. Fish is the chairman of NXT. Very nice. Uh, and then we got our main event segment, which was uh, Tommy EC coming out to Maso Champa to say that he was the MVP of TakeOver War Games. And uh, he said, he points to the crowd's like, no one believed in me. You didn't believe in me. You didn't believe in me. Pointing up to Maro now and the great shot of Maro mm. selling this of being like, don't even mention my name. Don't bring me into this. <laughs> he's like, you didn't believe to me. You've never said nice things about me. But mama mia, here I stand, the NXT champion. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he's not the flavor of the week. He's not the flavor of the month. He's the sports entertainer of the year. Mm. Lovely stuff. And they cut to the uh, a little kid with a champer as a bully sign. <laughs> with the thumbs down boo, boo. what a mark um, <laughs> and then uh, stupid young mark <laughs> Alistair Black's music hits really good reaction for, for him coming out mm. and he says that he was absolved Gargano of his sins sins that Champa helped create and he said he's not really a champion and he's invoking his rematch clause for TakeOver Phoenix which will happen the nights before the Royal Rumble but this brings out Johnny Wrestling, Johnny mm-hmm. Freaking Wrestling, um, who says that, uh, hey, I think you're getting ahead of yourself a little bit there. We are not done. We're not done yet, pal. Uh, and they had a really, really good back and forth. But what I loved about this, it was that Champa was the one pulling all the strings. Yes, so that was the thing. So Alistair Black, in his initial bit of the promo, he said, you've been the puppet master, haven't you? Yeah. You've been orchestrating this whole thing. And then he gets out of the ring as Johnny comes out. And there is a point where he says he's doing the talking, and Johnny's just stood there completely still, staring mm-hmm. at Black, not saying anything, and just not reacting to what Champ is saying. But it's almost like he's on standby until he gets instructions to do something from yeah. Champa. And then Champa's like, yeah, goading them into this steel cage match, which is what's set up here. And Johnny's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, yeah no. And I love this. Like, Champa's really playing up on their history. He was like, and I know Johnny very well. And if there's mm. one thing that Johnny Boy would love a steel cage match with you like, <laughs> and it was really really nice really playing the puppet master role both of them kind of really got suckered into this but Black looked you know very very happy to be locked inside of a steel cage with Johnny uh, Johnny Wrestling and they have this really good back and forth with like sort of shouting at each other and then Champ, uh, Champa Black fires up 
and says like, I'll fight you inside a steel cage. I can beat you anywhere. I can beat you outside in the parking lot. And Johnny Wrestling just says, oh yeah, because that worked out really well for you last time. <laughs> Hot old crack goes, oh! So Black swings for him. <laughs> Black was like, yeah, I walked right into that one. Here, have a black mass. And uh, uh, But Gargano ducks and bails. And Champ is just on the outside. His plan has worked. <laughs> puppet master, puppet master. Black mass right to the face, which he sold absolutely brilliantly. I thought it was a really, really cool angle to end off this show. I thought it was awesome. Um, perhaps the highlight of this, though, was Gargano walking up the ramp, doing the Scott Hall spooky fingers. I'd be like, ooh, we're so scared. Mm. That was great. I just one thing I didn't like about this bit was I don't know why Alistair Black got his full entrance. Yes. It just felt a bit weird, didn't yeah, it? Like yeah. to be like he used like Champa was like on a roll and then it was like boom, boom. wait for the smoke boom, boom, coming boom, up in a, coming boom, up in a coffin like boom, 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 I know like when he enters the like they're trying to have this mystique with Alistair Black and they do have it when he does do that full entrance but like here it just felt like you're killing the pace in here. Like it needs to be like he just hit his music, have him in the like have him storm out. Yeah. It just felt weird for him to be like, Oh, I'm gonna just come out and do the whole like thing and then be like, Yeah, now I've got something to say. Yeah, and now, now that I've now that I've spent a good minute and a half getting here, here's my point. Now that I have entertained all of these people <laughs> with my excellent entrance, yeah. which they're gonna have to see again yeah. because it's the same crowd every night. Yeah. I've got a point to make. <laughs> Can I have a match? Keep firing off the old smoke machine. <laughs> It's all the residue from uh, Punishment Martinez's fart music. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a cool ending segment to what I thought was a really, really fun episode of NXT. I thought mm. it was a terrific show. It was. I mean, it's back to form, isn't it? It's yeah. that you know we're now we're now in the stage where we're setting up stuff for the future. We're still allowed to have matches that don't particularly go anywhere that don't necessarily mean very much but they even they managed to be very, very good. Yes. But the I thing that mattered the least on this was probably the Forgotten Sons versus. Uh, Mendoza and Carrillo. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a very, very fun show. Well worth checking out if you haven't, if you just watch these rambles just to find out what happened on NXT and get our thoughts. I would recommend you go out of your way to watch this episode. I thought it was a heck of a lot of fun. Got a quick email here from Brody Hansen that says, Hey Luke, I don't play D&D, nor have I ever played D&D, but I do find your, you and Laurie's D&D conversations fascinating. Do you think you could make it a regular segment on the NXT podcast? Maybe summarising the night in your outro. Really curious to hear what is happening with your characters and the campaign. Ooh. We will be, we are happy to oblige with that. We thought yeah. we'd put this in the outro because if you aren't keen on hearing us talk about games, then you can just, just turn the podcast you can just off stop now. Listening now. You just stop this listening. Is, this is it from now on. There might be a joke at the end, so maybe no, no, skip right to the end but <laughs> other than that we're just going to talk about games we're just going to talk about games uh, but unfortunately we're not starting up our new campaign no not until the new year we decided that we wouldn't be able to get a session in uh, because everyone is obviously doing various Christmas parties and social gatherings and mm. buying presents or whatever people do in the run up to Christmas and um, we thought we'd get one session in, but that's probably not very good for starting and then waiting three weeks and then going, what did we do again? And really, it's a minimum of three weeks because we might start something and then you've got the Christmas break and then people might not be ready Yes, when we get back in January or get back into London. Mm -hmm. So I think it's probably a smarter play for us to just wait until January mm -hmm. till we can all get back together in the same room and start this campaign anew. Also, give us our Dungeon Master some more time to write stuff out. Yes, I think he's already written the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I just, I, yeah, I believe believe that he has already done it all because yeah. he's he is chomping at the bit he <laughs> absolutely oh man I'm so excited so so excited I'm really excited there's some cool stuff I mean yeah so hopefully we can continue recapping our NXT stuff but also 
hopefully there's potential that we might not have to. Yes. <laughs> uh, as we are in a non-Wrestle Talk manner, we're looking to record it as a podcast and put it out, hopefully. So, yes. Uh, we'll look into working that out. Yeah, I think we've got like a, a little bit of time uh, over the Christmas period mm. where we can sort of discuss plans and stuff and get some microphones sorted yes. and sort of how we want to manage this, who's going to be doing the... who's going to take control of the editing side of things. And hey, i got a lot of time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the time on my i hands. got loads of time. So, um, yeah, so we may be launching a, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast uh, next year, which you can, you're all free to, to download and listen to if you... And, that, and that, that's not going to be recaps. That will literally be listening to us play the game and sort of talking about our characters and, and this and the other. So that could be something we'd launch next year. Very exciting about that Ooh, me too um but last night instead we went to the pub we mm. went to what's it called is it the defectors the weld? defectors weld in shepherd's bush shebu in shebu not too far from my front door so it was very convenient for me to get home of an first, evening first time ever yeah it was lovely well actually it's not whoa too, it's not too bad when we go to dan's no because like he's he's only in kilburn so it's only like a short only a couple of cheap rides for mm. me to get the met and the and the actually no the victorian the met. doesn't matter doesn't matter which trains i get it's 25 minutes you from my some, front you door. Get, yeah you get some trains mate i get some trains mates uh but so we went to the pub instead to play mm -hmm. what might be my favorite game my favorite discovered game in 2018 that mm. you introduced us to on our friend Tom Stag do. Yes. This is a game called Smash Up. Smash Up. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Isn't it? It so, really is. So for the, the uninitiated, Smash Up is a... It, isn't, it brands itself as a shuffle building card game. The idea is that you have... Uh, you get a base set that's got, I think, eight different factions in and all the factions are quite broad strokes of like zombies, dinosaurs, robots, aliens, wizards. Yeah. They, they feel like they were written to appeal to the geek... To the geek. Uh, yes. Market and it goes and from that base set, which is like ninjas and all that kind of stuff, like very broad topics, it gets more niche. Yes. We'll go into some of that maybe in a minute. But the idea is that you take it's a game for um, I guess like three to five players. You take it in turns to pick one deck. So I'll say I'm going to be the wizards, and the next person picks a deck. Next person picks a deck. Next person picks a deck. The person at the end picks two decks. So they go, I'm going to be the robots and the dinosaurs. So I am now the robot dinosaurs. Yeah. And then it goes back up and everyone picks two decks. You take those two decks and they've all got 20 cards in each. You shuffle them together. Smash them up. You smash them up to become, yeah. So if, you, if you've if you chosen to be a ninja, ninjas and aliens, you're ninja aliens. Yeah, zombie pirates. Zombie pirates. Last night I played zombie ninjas. Oh, uh, and that was a good choice. That was a good deck. That was a very good deck. And obviously, like, not everything works together, but you once you've played it a couple of times, you get the sense that, you know, some decks are support, some decks are a bit more, like, uh, presence. Because the idea is that you put, the, you put minions on bases to yeah. drive the power of the base up to reach a top number that caps it. Yeah. So the base card will say 25 power. Minions range from 1 to about 5. So when you put your 5 power down... That base goes to five. And as you build it up, you break the base at 25. When it breaks, whoever has the most power on the base gets a set number of points that are written on the card. Then there's a second place and a third place. There are other effects that happen. You've got action cards you can play. It's really really fun it's so and good. shouldn't work as well as it does i don't know it really like the the mechanic of like breaking the bases feels very clunky mm. but actually just works 
really, really well. And it's very, very strategic. You really have to think about what you're doing, mm. not only like the decks that you pick, but also then the moves, because you, you've only got like a certain number of cards within your hand mm. from the deck of 40 cards that you've got. Uh, so you need to try and like make sure you're, you're planning out ahead, knowing what you're going to do, trying to predict the moves of other people, mm -hmm. noticing what they're doing, the trends that they are doing, uh, they, they're making. Uh, and it's it's a really is fun. It's mm. really good. I had, a, I had a bad deck in my first one, though, because we got because you've got a lot of the expansion packs. Yes. Yes, which kind of introduced things like the, the the big in Japan one introduces Power Rangers and Transformers, Pokemon, Pokemon, and Sailor Moon. I think is the other one. Yeah, Sailor Moon and Godzilla. And well. Godzilla, yeah. yes, uh, the kaiju. And then you've got um, uh, the, the 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 Pretty Princess pack. The pretty one that's got yeah, princess like uh, magical princesses, which is Disney princesses. Yep. They're all ba like a lot of them are riffs on popular culture. Yeah, but Disney princesses. Uh, kittens, yep. um, My Little Pony, yeah, My Little Pony, and uh, fairies, I think. Yes, the, the fairies, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I've got uh, the Cthulhu set that has four different types of uh, Lovecraftian uh, abyssal horrors, I guess <laughs> yeah. would be the way to describe it. Um, and a few other. And I, last night I got the one of the new sets, which is uh, Vikings, samurai, which are wicked. Mm. Um, cowboys and Egyptians. Yes, no, mummies and things like that. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So I, my first deck was Alien Kittens. Mm. And man alive, I was really frustrated with those kitten cards. <laughs> yeah, they don't do very much with the, the aliens. Well, they do. Oh, yeah, they don't do much with the aliens. And the kitten cards are handy if you're at a base. Like, if you can get onto a base that's just about to break, you can get a lot of... You can basically steal everyone's points and just get get the maximum number of points which i managed to do once yeah. but you've got to be in that position where you can yeah. be there and the, so the kittens the kittens uh main like their monster cards and a lot of their action cards the power that they have is they steal other people's yes stuff and makes it their own so you can go i take your minion and that's now mine so it doesn't drive up the value of the base but if you play that card to drive up the value of the base and then take something else you position yourself to break the base at the last moment and put yourself in first and you get five points rather than yes Whatever else anyone else is doing. Yeah. So we had a really, really... Like, our first game took ages to, to play with. It was the, the four of us. <laughs> like, it took us the majority of the evening to play through. Yeah. It was really good, though. Like, it was It was, it was, it was a very point back where everyone forth. started to stop me. Yeah, because... <laughs> I ran away with it from the beginning, and then everyone was like, we have to stop him now. Yeah, so we were like... Every every uh, turn seemed to be like, let's just try and slow down Laurie's cards <laughs> while at the same time trying to steal as many points as we can so that we can... <laughs> and actually, we came quite close in it the end. It was very close. But was, I was one point away for a about half an hour and I just couldn't get to it like there was a point where I'd built up this whole base and I was on my own and you got points when you broke it you got points whatever cards you had it wasn't like a set amount it was like how many minions you got on here that's the amount of points you get yeah and so I was like well as long as I have one minion on this base I win a point and I win the game so I'd built it up to have like but I'd built it up to have like six minions on it and then someone just went uh, this is a card that makes you ignore the base's uh, power. That was me. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, this is worthless now because the base itself isn't actually worth any points. Yeah. That's the only way, the only value it has is by having minions on it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> just wasted like 20 minutes. <laughs> Second game was slightly quicker. Um, yeah. uh, and I, what did I have in that one? I was, I was Kaiju. God, what was I? Um. Oh, Kaiju Wizards. Kaiju Wizards, yeah. Because the Wizards are very good for like, cycling through. Wizards. I wanted the Wizards. Yeah, very I good for Viking like, cycling. I wanted Viking Wizards. I ended up Viking Pokemon. 
and the Pokemon are not. I don't think the Pokemon are very good. Yeah, Vikings are very cool mm. though. Like the ability to see other people's cards is very handy. Yes. So that is our uh, board game recommendation, I guess. Of for, the year, of yeah. The, well, I mean, I would say certainly as we're heading into the Christmas period and people are getting together to to play games or you know playing family mm. games and stuff, I would heartily recommend this. Like if you if you've got a family that are very much in and are willing to to get on board with such mm. a wacky idea, then it's a hell of a lot of fun to play. Really good with siblings. It's one of those ones as well where I think it's. It, it strikes a very good balance because actually you've got a very limited amount of things you can do each turn you're only allowed to play one minion and do one action but when you sm- start to smash the decks together everything ramps up in difficulty but I think even you know like uh, one of our friends at the pub last night he's not a big game player like I've watched him play video games and struggle with the concept of the waypoint marker in Bioshock <laughs> etc however like he was putting off some pretty big moves with stuff in Smash Up because it's just you can just get it it's just it's yeah. so simple the stuff that you can do with it but it, it reveals its complexities in a nice sort of like easing you in kind of way absolutely yeah no I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and also if you are looking for games to get uh to play over the christmas period shut up and sit down i've just put up a really good video uh matt lee's uh like 15 games to play with your family which i would recommend because there's someone there that i'm actually looking to get for christmas this year when did i go you to see the thing i sent you about the thing thing oh i did yes sorry Ooh. i forgot to text you back about that yeah um tom's got it Oh, does he? Yeah, Tom West got it um, when it came out. Cause it's a Mondo uh, release, I believe, based on the uh, the John Carpenter film, The Thing. Um, it's a massive, massive box. Mm. Uh, but it's like you need... I think it's something you need like a minimum of six players in order to actually play it. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like it's like from players six to twelve or whatever. My God. So like it really is like I think he's been trying to get everyone together so we can play this. I'm up game. for it. I'm very much up for it. Sounds as well. like Werewolf, but also a board game. Oh, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, but the problem is, Laurie, is that it's trying to find six of us that can yes. all be in the yeah, same yeah. location yeah, at the same time. Maybe it's something we'll try in the new year. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Uh, Ollie and I will be back on Saturday with the magazine Wrestle Ramble with your crap gimmicks and your mailbag questions. If you are one of our pledge hammers, do remember to head over to the Patreon page and vote in the poll for what uh, pay-per-view we're going to review for Wrestle Ramble Extra. Currently leading the charge, as is probably to be expected for December, it is ECW's December to Dismember from 2006, thought to be one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. If you would like us to review something good, I would recommend going over there now to, <laughs> and ha- have your voice heard. So no, we can, so make we, them do that one. So we can listen to something nice. Then <laughs> we can all be very cheery over the Christmas period. Uh, so that is all we've got time for. We'll see you on Saturday. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.